Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, and I'm super excited to have my friend Crystal Taylor with me, um, a quantum priestess. I'm like totally loving that tagline. <laughs> Thank you. So I'll just turn it over to you. Go ahead and give us a brag intro. Don't be shy. Tell us what's awesome about you, and then we'll kind of jump into our combo. So I am all about consciousness and helping people expand consciousness. I do quantum hypnosis, which is a much deeper level of hypnosis than normal like hypnotherapy, Mm -hmm. where I actually help people hear their own soul, their highest self speaking, and it's recorded. And they actually go into past lives or even other planets, and they get all this information that you normally wouldn't just know. Mm -hmm. Um, Even those of us who meditate, it goes so much deeper than meditation and it's all recorded. And so some amazing stuff is happening in these sessions and it's really exciting work to be in, in this time on earth (laughs) at this time. I know. Don't you wish everyone could like tap into their higher selves and like hear that clearly? We'd definitely be living in a really different world if that were true. Yeah. So, so much different. Yes. Awesome. So how did you kind of get on that path? Like, did you have a spiritual awakening? Did you always have the gift? Like, tell us about it. Um, Well, I always knew growing up that I could sense spirits, um, but I had a very closed mindset on, you know, I thought a lot of things automatically meant negative. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was working the 3D world in my 20s after college. I had a really good job making good money at that time and I got really sick and I had to leave my job and I had about a decade where I was just sick all the time and a lot of pain I was not living I was not leaving my home much it was just not a good period and then something just sparked I started getting off the medications I was because I used to be on up to 12 prescriptions a day Wow. Yeah. So I started getting off everything and like this, I don't even know how to explain it now, but it's, it's literally like this new energy starts surging through you, which I had no idea at the time was my own soul, my highest self. But I had another, a spirit guide that started coming through that I was talking to and he was helping me like change my life and get on track. And so that was like, For about five years in a row, I had like new awakenings, like each year, like bam, 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 we're fast tracking you now, like wake up. Wow. You had enough time sleeping for 10 years, now we're doing this. (laughs) Wow. I, I, 
um, testimony because, um, you know, I've had so many people that have had like chronic pain or, you know, mental health issues or whatever was going on for them. That's really like laid them up. And I think that can be such a hopeless place to be, especially like if the doctors don't know how to help you or whatever. And I love that the spirit guy just like came and like kicked your butt and fast tracked you. Yeah. Really did. And that's like something I preach on now, especially with people, whether or not they consider themselves a witch, but anyone that knows they're on like the ascension path or if they know they're a star seed, um, going through these spiritual awakenings, like I'm really big now on, and some people don't like how I say it because I'm like, if you're on all these different medicines now and you know, you know, you're different, you're not just a human here on this planet this stuff is poison to us and it shuts down your abilities. It messes with your energy body. Like it, it's literally a slow death to stay on. And I'm not knocking all medicine because I know there's some things people need, but there's a lot we don't need. There's natural means for it. Yeah. I totally hear you. And I feel like a lot of our great, um, sages and wise people are being medicated and it makes me think of um when I first became a psychologist and was like you know just starting my brick and mortar practice there I actually went to a psychic and he said that um part of my mission was to like work with people who were like healers and witches and empaths and intuitives and help them realize that what was happening to them was not like mental health. It wasn't hallucinations, illusions. It was real. It was spirit like communicating with them. And so I think when people don't have that like mentorship and guidance, um, I know for me, like I originally got that um, through my Reiki training, you know, and I've worked with the same mentor for 15 years, you know, and without that, I mean, there were definitely moments where I felt like I was going crazy because weird yeah. things happened. There was a time, you know, years and years ago, I was looking for someone like you because I had so much anxiety and I felt crazy. And my doctors were kind of like pushing me, like, we wish you would go to Psyche Valley or whatever. And I'm like thinking I'm not doing it. But if I could have found a therapist that I knew was more spiritually open, then I would have went because deep down I knew I wasn't crazy so I didn't want to be pushed into this box of you need help you're not acting normal <laughs> what is normal anyway exactly and I see a lot of that with like our kids you know with ADHD and um, a really great book is we know like Doreen Virtue is kind of like turned so like whatever about that but she wrote this yeah. really good book The Care and Handling of Indigo Children and that is a fabulous book for anyone parent or even for yourself <laughs> um, to, to feel like you can recognize your gifts. Um, and I have the same thing with my daughter because she definitely has a gift and I'm like, um, I wouldn't necessarily take her to a therapist because I don't want them to misconstrue what, yeah. you know, what, what she can see, you know. And luckily there are more and more holistic therapists out there, but I feel like that's where, you know, healing is so powerful. And, you know, with a lot of my therapy clients, especially with trauma, I'm like, listen, we can do the hard work in here where you like relive it and we go through it. I'm like, but just like go get a Reiki session and let them just like cut those cords and release that stuff. It's so much easier. It's faster. Yeah. In my opinion, it can be more effective than like reliving all of that stuff again. And so I love and that comes up in my sessions all the time with the highest self channeling through because there's a lot of our energy that's really not in our body 24 seven. 
yep. we can't handle it 24 7 and still function in life and do the stuff we have to do so when we get into deep hypnosis and this energy comes through and starts talking and a lot of them will say like it's so nice to fully be in the body we haven't been able to do this we're blocked for whatever reason but then once they're in and we start finding like what past life is coming up or what trauma you know what problem they're having it's so quick that your soul can just like cancel it out like oh this is no issue we're ripping this out it's done no problem yeah and i see a lot i mean when i was doing fearless feminine i mean that was like a lot of persecution um past life witch stuff that like kind of makes people feel unsafe being visible and putting their healing work out there. Um, I can remember just being a woman, just being yeah. a woman in a past life. To, and now, cause we were, I mean, women and men too, it's not just women, but especially women, we've been persecuted for everything. Yeah. You were not supposed to be a woman and have an opinion. If you had an opinion, that was a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's such a, this is a revolutionary time for us. Like your title, divine feminine revolution, because we're finally, regaining our voice yeah thank you for that tie-in yeah that's definitely it Mm -hmm. the kind of the the background for me for that was um i had worked with my reiki mentor sarah griscom at gypsy hands she's going to be on the podcast soon we just got to schedule a time um but we used to I feel like 2012, you know, was kind of the beginning of that like sort of spiritual awakening for a lot of us. And we were talking yep. about it, 2021 when it comes, like it's going to be this divine feminine revolution. And I think you saw me go through like several brand changes trying to figure it out. And I always thought of it as something external, like the matriarchy or like there was this like a big shift that was going to happen. And so when I finally like claimed that as my community name and as the podcast, um, it originally was going to be fearless feminine podcast, but that was like already taken by like a dozen people. <laughs> so, um, you hate it when that happens. I know, I know. I'm like, oops, trademark. Whoops. I forgot to do that. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, divine feminine revolution was such a better fit and it was like kind of intense to be like, can I even call myself that? Because I've thought of this as like this big thing that's happening on the planet, which it totally is. And I think you and I and everybody else in this coaching community and thought leader movement is a part of it. And we're all leading our own version of it. But I'm really excited to see how this year plays out and beyond, you know, because I really do think there's so much chaos because so much of the toxic stuff is collapsing and it's kind of- It is. And- I talk about this with friends and everyone a lot because me, my business partner, she's a psychic medium. And so we're always working with our spirit teams and we even combine it with what I do where I can get people in hypnosis and then they channel a different spirit, but it's like channeling at a much deeper level. So we do this to get info about, okay, shit's popping off on earth right now. We need help. What's going on? Do we need to be worried or not? You know, like, Lately, we've been doing these sessions weekly to like keep catching up, but there's going to be a lot of chaos coming, but I don't want people to like fear it and think it's a negative thing because we need it. Like the planet needs these domination systems to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, to get to the new ways, the better ways, yeah, the collapse, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be big and drastic. There's no way around it. I know. Yeah. It sounds like we're in for a pretty intense 2022. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I like yeah. that you put that because it is kind of, um, you know, I think we've tried for like decades for hundreds of years to like rebuild things that were already broken. And sometimes you just have to burn it all to the ground and start anew. And so that's where the chaos comes in. Right. <laughs> and speaking of 2022 for you and anyone who's into numbers and numerology, I just turned 42 today, Happy which is six. Birthday. Thank you. So you're going to be in a double six. Yeah, next year, 2022 is also six. So we're going into the time of the vision, people's inner vision opening and seeing past the illusions. Because this past year has been about our throat and really speaking up. And a lot of people are speaking up now. And now it's time for everyone to start really seeing what the hell's going on. Because if people can see it for themselves, that's the only way things really change. Like you can get on... You can have a platform and speak to millions and tell them, you know, what you're seeing, but if they don't see that, they're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So we need, we need the vision to open. Yeah. And I think about the six is kind of like think more positive, right? Like the, with angel numbers and everything. So I think we'll probably have to (laughs) get through. So like, what do you think is happening? Like any messages you want to share here? The spirit side keeps showing us like the planet can go a couple of different ways. There is the path of doom and gloom that some people are stuck in and they may stay in that timeline. There's the path of new earth that a lot of us, you know, are marching towards and trying to create and carve out this new way of being where everyone's in abundance. We don't want to go the doom and gloom path. Like no one wants that. There's so many beings, physical and non-physical, that are helping Earth, that are not of Earth at this time, other races from other planets, angelic teams, celestial teams, whatever you believe in, it's all here, all of it. And they're really, you know, they can't interrupt free will. We all have free will. They can't force us to do anything, but they're trying to nudge and do the little pushes of, you know, stick this way. This is helpful. This is not, you know, so that's the big thing is we need everyone to open their hearts, open their eyes, and really start being aware that what you speak about, what you focus on, if you, people who watch the news all the time and are getting trapped in all the negativity, that's manifesting more of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of I mean, there's like, I definitely like fear mongering on both sides. Um, but I think so yeah. more of like the progressive liberal folks have really gotten caught up in that. Um, and are, whereas I feel like they used to be sort of like the paradigm shifters. I think a lot of people are just scared to death and it's like got them in that like sort of like black hole moment where. And um, that's the problem. I don't know why earth is this way, but fear spreads faster than anything here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it takes a very conscious effort on everyone's part to not get sucked into that because unfortunately, it just spreads faster than anything here. Like, you, you know, love conquers all, but fear, fear is a tool that's used on all of us by the powers that be because it works and they know it works and it keeps people in a lower vibration and then you can't 
you can't get out of that rat race. Yeah, and this is kind of a silly example, but you know, I'm into human design. And so when I found out that I had a defined throat chakra, you know, I've always been into law of attraction stuff for years and years and years. Um, but I would be like, okay, I said I was worried about this thing happening and then it totally just happened. And so, you know, it's just really like our words do create such powerful transmissions and they create things happening, you know? And so I think, um, that's, I know people can get annoyed by law of attraction stuff, you know, even myself, usually it's like when, you know, you're not getting the thing you want. Uh, it is annoying when you feel like it's not working. It's like, <laughs> well, this doesn't work. Well, yeah, it does. So what's the deeper issue? <laughs> exactly. And I think sometimes it's just like when we're talking shit that gets us in trouble, you know, we're like in a bad mood or something. And then we like cancel out like all the positive work we've been doing, just getting frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally feel that. But yeah, I agree with you. And I think uh, there's so much fear going on. And of course, obviously, the pandemic, I think, has brought like a lot of existential fears up for people. Um, yeah. It's like, um, obviously, lasting longer than we would all like it to. <laughs> but I think it's like knocked a lot of people off balance. And so I think it can be a, a real challenge during this time. But I think it's really meant to be the great awakener, right? Like to get- I, Me too. I've been saying, I think it's a catalyst event. Because more people are going to wake up to this isn't how we should be living. Like this isn't, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. So how do we change it? Yeah. And I think like do whatever makes you feel safe according to like your view of the world. But I do think just like as, <laughs> as like a psychologist, like we need people, like we need human touch. We need social interaction. Right. Like to have that so um, drastically altered over the past couple of years. Um, you know, people, I think people were already, um, you know, talking about the starseed thing, like people were already feeling like lonely and like they didn't belong and like, what, what the hell is going on anyway? And then you add like social distancing and like fear of being around people (laughs) because they don't want to get it. Yeah. Some crazy stuff to go through. Um, I remember when COVID hit, I actually was at like a therapy conference. I was like, surrounded by therapists in like a group therapy setting. And we were all like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? You know, and this was just like, as it was going down, like March, 2020. Um, but yeah, it, it's so nuts. And so I think um, it's really, it can be a real challenge to stay in that high vibe and, and away from fear. So like, it is. Fear people, like, what do you... Um, is, is that what you sort of use like the hypnosis and like the past life retrieval and all that stuff to kind of deal with the fear? That definitely helps. And then I also like easy things people can do to just keep their vibe up, music, moving your body, get out in nature. That's a huge thing. Like, especially when the lockdowns were really strict worldwide, some people couldn't really get out far, but if you could even find a patch of grass to sit in, like just to connect with dirt nature we all need it right now we need each other (laughs) yeah I just went to a Michael Franti concert in Asheville and um, he did this really beautiful like video about he lost his like biological dad to COVID and like all of these things he really like had kind of his own trauma around it he made like a video about it but you know it's so amazing to be like outside by the river in a really magical place listening to like really heartwarming music and he just kept being like yeah each other like we need each other and it was just such a like 
um, like in therapy speech, we call it like corrective emotional experience when you've like had all this shit go down and then you hear like, you have like the opposite healing experience. Yes. <laughs> it was that, you know, you know, I know not everyone has access to or doesn't feel comfortable in those settings yet, but you know, music and um, I mean, really it's so many fundamental, like life giving parts of our society were shut down during this whole time. Yeah that has an effect for sure. It definitely does. And then seeing, you know, the kids, the young kids where they're kept in the schools that even stayed open, but now they're separated and, you know, the, their desks were boxed in and they have masks on. They can't touch each other. They can't play. How, you know, you would more than know more than me. I have enough common sense to realize that's going to affect their behavior. How are they going to grow up to be, if this goes on for years and years and years, And now we have kids with no contact with each other. Is that going to breed sociopathic tendencies? That's, you know, that's what pops in my mind. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully not that direction. I mean, we've got, you know. Right. I don't want to manifest that. But I mean, I think like little, little tiny people are having panic attacks, you know, like kindergartners and stuff. And so I I think that that goes along with um oh you know like the indigo rainbow crystal children people (laughs) um that have been coming through uh you know they already have superpowers and then they're also going through a trauma at like a young formative age so yeah I mean it definitely I think is going to have an impact and I guess what makes me most nervous among that realm is just like people are scared of people now you know agent factor like people are scared of like human contact not everybody but so I think it's, it's, it's kind of been an intense time. And I think definitely the media's on both sides are manipulating that, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And that I'm of- very blessed to be, I'm so far up North in this area. A lot of people just ignored it all. Like some of us never wore masks. Some places did shut down, but some places didn't. So it's kind of been like half and half as far as who took what info, how far they took it. It's been a mix, a mixing bowl up here, but that's made it much easier to deal with. Yeah. Because some of us are anchoring these energies and helping transmute for other people. (laughs) So I didn't grow up in New Hampshire. I'm from Georgia. So I think I was moved up here because I was up here a year before COVID started, but I had just gotten in my house permanently so I literally got settled right in the nick of time to have my home base where okay now the world's in chaos just be still and ground this out as much as you can (laughs) yeah and I live in a state that's not very restrictive as well and so um that has kind of been a blessing compared to like Australia or Canada or England or like some of the places you know in other other spaces that you know, have been extremely restrictive because yeah. I think it's been such a hard time for extroverts. Like I'm a little more on the extroverted side of things. And, um, you know, I've continued to see people sometimes online, sometimes in person, but like, yeah, I feel like the intimacy piece is kind of under attack. <laughs> and yet, like at the same time, I think that like things really are shifting and that's the part that gets me excited as some of these things are falling. You can kind of just see yeah the systems that are not working are being changed, like school, like money, like, um, Mm -hmm. like all of these things, you know, you can see that they're not, 
even like the taxes, like, you know, stuff is not business as usual in a lot of industries right now. It's really not. Oh, and I've noticed some places are kind of throwing their hands up like, oh, you're late on this. We'll just pay it whenever because so many people now can't pay things the way they could before a year ago. So I know like as a business, they can't cancel everyone. (laughs) As a business owner, when the government's paying me, I'm like, wait, what? Like you're giving me the IRS. I remember writing that on a vision board, actually like pre COVID. (laughs) Just like as like a, this is a crazy dream, but let's just put it out there and see what happens. And sure enough, the, uh, you know, the government's been giving the stimulus checks and uh, I got like my yep. uh, tax return because um, all my coaching deductions for sure. But you know, it's just like okay, like I think I can get used to this, like getting some support, right? <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's you know, oh my gosh, so many shifts in consciousness and to think that like we could create a society where people are all in abundance and supported like that. I know some of us who've maybe had other lifetimes or planets, you know, have like glimpsed that. Yeah. Um, I and I see it happening here. Like I'm seeing it on a small scale, especially with a lot of us that are the women entrepreneurs online and how people are supporting each other. And I'm loving that I'm seeing more spaces where everyone's supportive and it's not the old paradigm of the cat fighting and the nastiness, or I'm going to copy you and steal from you. And I know some of that still goes on, but I'm seeing much more of we need to work together and let's support each other. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Totally. I've heard some of the coaches talk about it as like money laundering for the universe. You know, when you have these like big (laughs) people buying high ticket packages from each other. Yep. And and I think that's really exciting. And, you know, I think definitely um, putting money in the hands of women business owners is definitely in my mind, the best strategy to kind of get, (laughs) get to this place. It's redistribution of wealth, but not you know, to like, to women, to, you know, minorities, to people like who have not had a fair shake at it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- I get impatient because <laughs> I can feel, I can feel the energies shifting, like when changes are coming, but on an energetic level, you know, things are instant, but in our human density on earth, it's slower. We have time here. So things, it takes longer to happen. So when I feel these energies doing what they're doing, and then I don't see it happening here yet, I get so frustrated because I'm like, I know it's happening. I just want it to be done already. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, um, I love that you talk about like instant change because I think we all kind of get in a rut of being like, oh, this is just how it is. We've all had those moments where like life is forever changed, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. not for the worse. Um, but we've all had those moments where like life changes and it's never the same again. And yet we like don't think that that's kind of possible in day to day stuff. It feels like a miracle or sometimes a disaster, depending on which way it goes. Um, but I love that you say that it shifts instantly because I think sometimes like for me, like I'll start to overthink it. And I'm like, well, it's not happening or it's not showing up or whatever. And yeah like having that faith that um I have to remind myself all the time yeah yeah so like what um tell us a little bit more about quantum trance um and the hypnosis work that you do so it's so cool um it's really 
there's really nothing that can't be covered in these sessions. It's really good. Speaking on, we talked earlier about, you know, people with chronic conditions, especially pain, because you end up traveling on the cloud. I use like a cloud to get people in the deep trance and like, this is how you move from current now reality to if you're going to end up in a past life or a future time or some other planet, wherever you go, you're moving around on this cloud. So the body, for some people, it feels weightless. For some people, you feel like you can't move, almost paralyzed, but you don't feel the pains in the state. It's like you get a break from being in your body which sometimes we need. We need that break if you have a lot of pain. But then, I mean, the coolest stuff is happening in this work now because people are meeting versions of themselves from like other planets that are don't even look human. Or maybe these beings that are part of their spiritual team that's helping them. So all these messages and info get to come through about any facet of your life, you know, the type of work you're doing, or for some people who don't know yet, you know, what should you be doing? Why did I even come here? Why am I here in this mess? You know, a lot of people feel that way now, like why the freak am I here at this time? So you can hear yourself speaking exactly what's going on. Why are you here? You know, what, what did you come to do? What are your abilities? You know, what ancient knowledge are you forgetting that's still in you? When, when you hear it, you can't argue yourself once you hear it being said, especially because when it's coming through your subconscious, the ego mind is shut off. The emotional aspect is turned off. So it's just pure information that's, it's detached. It's just information. I I would say you can't argue that, although I know some people will still argue it because I'm one of those people with a strong left brain that's the analytical number side. So I argue myself all the time. <laughs> but when you can go back and hear your own recording, because I record all these and put them on like private YouTube links, um, you can go remind yourself, okay, what did I say during this? I'm getting upset again. I'm getting tense and stressed out again. I don't want to like manifest chaos. So I need to go back and listen to what I just said a week ago because I know this is the real info that's coming through the heart. It's coming from either myself or spirits that are aligned with me. They're here to help me. So I need to listen to this and kind of shut off the other part of the brain that wants to just argue every little thing. Yeah, you know what it makes me think of is I did, you know, I've been a big Louise Hay fan who wrote, like, You Can Heal Your Life, and she's got the, you know, affirmations and the, like, mm -hmm. with the emotional underpinnings in there, so I often recommend people to read those, and I did some medical intuition along those same lines, um, and they say, like, when people have a life-threatening illness, it's, like, the soul's deciding, like, whether they want to be here and, like, whether they know what their purpose is, and so... Um, interesting with COVID, given that like it is potentially life threatening for some people, that we're all kind of like being sort of blasted into our purpose in a sense. Yeah. And then I think you know some people I think are so scared that they're you know like <laughs> in in quarantine. Some of my clients have joked that they were already living the quarantine lifestyle before <laughs> it all happened. So they're right, and that's kind of that's kind of me too. I'm very introverted. So that part didn't bother me. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's like definitely, gosh, between this year and I mean, I don't think everyone was like, I think we've gotten a little bit of a reprieve from 2020 with 2021, but it does sound like 2022 continues to be a little bit bumpy. Um, and so I think we're all being like jolted awake and yep. I think like forced to, to do it. Um, so, you know, we've talked about like confronting fears with like COVID. Did you have, um, did you have any fears of like becoming visible in your business and like being a healer and, and kind of doing this work online? Um, I did before, before I left Georgia, I had a lot of fears still about a lot of things I didn't even realize. Um, you know, up and moving across country by yourself kind of makes you face a lot. Yeah. It brings up anything you didn't even know was going on. It's now in your face, like, oh, wow. So by the time I was up here, when COVID hit, I felt like that's when I was ready to go. Like when other people were panicking, I was like, oh, it's on. Like, this is go time. Let's do this. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we all looked at it like that, you know? Like, I feel like that is a great mindset. Yeah, and I, we're going to have more of it because people are still shifting into their places, you know, on this, this global stage we have set of what's going down. Some people are still moving into position, so. Yeah, I remember, like, for us, we were only locked down so really and I remember uh, you know my daughter was like on spring break and they just like never went back and so I remember like every day as we were doing like the homeschooling to finish out the year and all that stuff she'd be like this is the best day ever and she'd be like hanging up like <laughs> trapeze and stuff like she was having the time of her life and I remember feeling like um wow like this is it. Like it may not ever have to go back to normal. And then I think for, for me, when I open back up, like I have, like right now I'm in my um, office, like my therapy office. Um, and so I just kind of like went back. Um, and I see a lot of people online. I've got the coaching thing, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I feel like there's like maybe a second wave where I like wasn't supposed to go back. And I did just cause it was like what we've always done. Um, so yeah. I He's kind of being handed a second chance to be like, okay, like, did you fully accept the mission when it came through, like, you know, in 2020? Um, or do you need like a second little push to, to go there? <laughs> and that's exactly the type of thing I would work with. And what I do is questions like that, that people have, did I really do what I was supposed to do? You can ask and get direct answers. And one thing I hear so many times, the highest self is always saying, she knows, she knows what to do. She already knows. She just keeps doubting it. Like, stop asking. <laughs> yeah, and I think particularly for women, um, for particularly like any kind of, uh, you know, like marginalized status you have, and especially if you have like several of those things, you know, most of us have some kind of privilege or some kind of, you know, sort of underprivileged identity, like that like oppressive brainwashing that we all grow up with. Um, mm -hmm gets compounded you know the more identities that you have and so I think yeah we're I think that I actually um have been reading a book by Napoleon Hill you know he's like one of those famous like law of attraction older guys yeah. in like, 30s he wrote Think and Grow Rich well he has this also other book called Outwitting the Devil 
And it basically, um, they wouldn't even, his wife wouldn't let him publish it until after he was dead because she was like afraid for him. But the, oh, whole, wow. the whole premise of the book is it's like an interview with the devil and the devil basically is being forced to confess all the ways in which he like causes people to drift. And so like, that's one of the main things he talks about is that we like drift. And I think with so much like technology and media and simulation, like coming at us all the time. I think it's, like, really easy to drift, you know, myself. It is. Um, and it's just really interesting. I uh, have, I'm, like, about halfway through it. But it's a really interesting book, and he calls out the school systems. You know, like, a lot of us revolutionaries speak. It, it's, it's very similar to, like, what you and I would say. Um, but it was written in the 1920s, you know. It's That's like, awesome. I'm, now I've got to get this book because this sounds really cool. Yeah, it's called Outwitting the Devil, um, and it's pretty common sense stuff, but just because it was written at that time, it's very powerful. Yeah. A lot of it is fear and self-doubt. You know, it's exactly what we've been talking about this episode, um, causes us to just, um, you know, drift away from our truth, per se. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I talk about, like, the fear. Fear can be like a cancer cell. If once it gets in... If that's what you keep feeding with whatever habits you're choosing, you know, it can spread and multiply through you and take over. Yeah. So we really have to work to not allow that to happen and keep feeding love and moving past the fear. And the easiest way to do that is just face it. Whatever it is someone's scared of, just do it. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big things I love to talk about is just like being more, um, I like to use the word selfish because it's kind of edgy, but um, really like prioritizing yourself. And I think that that is like such a revolutionary act. And when you're around fearful people, sometimes it's just like changing the topic or, uh, you know, that always goes, yeah. goes over well with loved ones, you know, but like if people get mad and say like, oh, you're being selfish, you're like happy all the time you know, like maybe that means you're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, um, women are so scared to be called selfish. It is a, and I've had other women call me selfish for, you know, if you charge for services at all, some people say you're being selfish and I'm like, I don't know how you survive here if everything's free, because, you know, that's a great plan at some point, but we're not in that dynamic here like you have to pay bills with money so I don't know where that comes from but yeah self-love gets called selfish all the time you know yeah and I think we're everyone's programmed to not focus on yourself at all and focus on everyone else and then you end up with these diseases and fibromyalgia and all these autoimmune disorders well autoimmune is literally a mirror of how you treat yourself and what you say about yourself so if you have no self-love and you're always criticizing yourself and focusing on everyone else and you're showing no love to yourself at all that's what triggers these type of diseases to form yeah I totally agree with you on that and you know I think it's also like a lack of safety you know like autoimmune usually is like a root chakra kind of thing so that like identity safety like yep origin or ancestry trauma like all of that stuff I think ties in as well but you know I think it's hard because I mean who nowadays like feels safe like I think yeah like selfish you know it's like one of those ones we may be like uh I think 
people probably need to be more selfish and make safety a priority, you know? And I think right. It's because we all have the right to feel safe. Like that should be the right to breathe, the right to feel safe. You know, there's certain things we should all have that are non-negotiable. You shouldn't be just settling for less. Yeah. And I don't know if Brene Brown was the original one to say this, but I heard her say, um, you know, like that belonging, like we, we kind of like look outside and we go, do I belong? But belonging is actually something internal. And I think the same thing is true with safety. Like you can look outside and find a million reasons to feel unsafe, but I think it's more like a practice that you create within yourself of like trusting and having faith and yeah, asking for guidance or protection or whatever. Um, that's the whole point for me. That's the whole point of people connecting with their highest self and starting to learn about your own soul. Because once you have that connection, you start trusting yourself and you have that knowing, okay, I have energy that has got me. When my human mind can't figure out what the hell's going on, there's still a part of me that knows and has got my back. Because if you can't trust yourself, you're never gonna be able to trust anything outside of you. And then with all this chaos going on, that just, makes it even scarier if you have absolutely nothing you can trust so it has to start with you yeah totally and I think it's like curating your environment and your experience and you know I'm crazy into astrology and one of the things I've heard many astrologers say over the past couple years is like with the north node being in Gemini we're really supposed to be focusing on like what's right in front of us not going to Bali for like some spiritual retreat or whatever although that would be awesome I could definitely put that right a little bit (laughs) I'm not trying to block that, but essentially saying like, you know, who's your crew? Who's your people you can count on? Like what kind of shifts do you need to make in your actual, like right in front of you environment um, to make things work? And so I think that that's just been like a big piece where, um, you know, we're so used to looking outside ourselves for those kind of fulfillment and satisfaction thing. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that North Node in Gemini, it's been it's been an intense piece of, of this thing, you know, and being curious about what actually can like work for you. And, like figuring yeah. out Yeah. I gotta say though, I'm excited to see this cycle end. Um the eclipse cycle Me before. Too. I'm a Cancer Capricorn, so Cancer Sun, Capricorn Rising, and so I got double, like, nodes with that eclipse cycle before, kind of leading up to COVID, and then I've got Sag Moon, so it's been hitting my emotional house for the past two years, so I'm ready, and then, like, I forget what the year is, but, like, in a few years, Pluto moves out of my Capricorn, and then I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be like, Really? Um, but man, the, the universe has been working on me and it's been great because it's like created all of this, you know, like the platform and like being more visible and like working as a leader. Um, but personally, it's been pretty trying. And so I think we're all going through that with our own stories yeah. and levels of just being like pushed, whether we're ready or not by the universe to like go for it. <laughs> and that's exactly what, yeah, that's what's happening. Cause like, I can't keep up with my astrology. I forget I can't even remember my own chart, but every time I hear someone else say something about the astrology, what's going on, like what you just mentioned about Gemini, I'm like that nailed like how I felt the past year, like being forced to just like keep everything at home, keep my attention at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's been so much division we talked about fear a lot, but I think like division is the other piece of it. And so I think, um, yeah 
you know, kind of like the Civil War, like other experiences where people's like families were divided. I think people are, you know, sort of divided first politically and then about COVID and the masks and the vaccines or like whatever. And I think it's just um, kind of like fear. It's like, how can we just like not be divided? Can you just appreciate someone else's perspective without it having to mean anything about yours, you know? Right. Like everyone should just have the right to choose whatever they feel is best. And you don't have to agree, but also don't force anything either. Just let people do what they want to do. Yeah. And I think just like recognizing like the only thing you can control is like you and your own body. And we can't even control that very well based on our thoughts and, right. and everything else. But like, you know, I mean, if you're like trying to control a whole world of people outside of you, like good luck with that. Like that's not going right. to That will, it'll never work ever. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious. I've heard in spiritual circles, like a lot of people talk about like this, like splitting of timelines and, you know, people being sort of like, <laughs> almost like the world is in like two timelines at once. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on that or perspectives. I've been feeling it for sure, especially with COVID, because that's what it seems like. There's been some of us who have for the most part, had life as normal. Yeah. You know, it didn't affect me as far as what I do to work. It didn't affect my home. Obviously, I couldn't go to some businesses like I would, but, you know, I could still go out in nature. I'm a big forest person. As long as I can get out in the forest, I don't care what else is going on. So, you know, in the important ways, it did not affect me. Whereas there were other people I saw who were like completely freaking out and the world's ending and you have to wear a mask or you're going to kill everyone, you know, like their thoughts are just going crazy. So it seems to be there's a definite split of people totally living in fear versus people who are like, I'm not falling for the fear. We're going to just keep pushing forward. Yeah, like my life has not dramatically changed. Um, I think the biggest change was that I couldn't really see my parents for a while because my dad was like a cancer survivor and then they were kind of afraid of transmission and everything. And um, otherwise like life was pretty normal and then, you know, they feel better about it now. And so we're like able to see them. Um, But yeah, like otherwise it was pretty much the same, except, you know, I did get some money from the government, which that part was definitely nice. If you're a business owner, like, and you know, you need some help, like go check out SBA and EIDL. Um, There's definitely like help out there. Um, Yeah. And it's amazing to see uh, some of these things come through. It's like, wow, like what if, what if just like mental health, you know, that's my like sort of like soapbox, but like, what if that was like funded the way these loans have been funded? You know, like what if like this- what if this help was available like all the time for someone to start a business? You know what I mean? It's just like, if we can do it in a time of crisis, like why don't we just like have some of these programs like available to help people all of the time, you know? So what I did love about all this was being able to do some of my doctor's appointments through zoom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, if, okay, it obviously can be done. So why can't we keep this? Because if you don't have an issue where you like the doctor needs to physically check you out, if it's just like follow up crap, it would make life so much easier. Like, let's just keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I had been doing like coaching, you know, about a year or so, but maybe a year and a half, two years before. So I was like used to the whole Zoom thing before COVID happened, but for mental health, 
quite a few online people, but not a ton. Um, but now like, it, at least for mental health, it's like really legit, legitimized that. And I think for medical overall, it has. And so that is just I like accessibility wise. Um, that is huge. Like, yeah. Happen, and I think you're going to see more and more and more and more stuff go online. And I'm hoping that that's just like a sustainability thing that we're not gonna, because I can tell you as like a brick and mortar business owner, like one of the main expenses is having like a rent for people to come into my office and see me, you know. And so when you yeah. take off the table, like it just makes it so much more accessible. And that's why I really was drawn to the online coaching piece was just you know, you could see anyone in the world, like you can charge whatever you want, you know, mm-hmm. like, so much like freedom in there. And I think it's exciting to see that come to industry, hopefully, you know. It really is cool to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of talked about, I always like sort of end the podcast episode with what do you think is happening in the world? We've kind of like, that's been the main theme through this, but any final thoughts on that? And then definitely let us know like how to book a session with you. Your website is Quantum Priestess Realm, which I think may be like the coolest website name ever. (laughs) Thank you. I actually had just changed it. I just redid my entire website. I I wanted all fresh energy. I changed the name, everything. So but yeah, I think there's a lot of chaos we're going to be seeing happen. And I think the major thing is for people just to remember to stay in the heart space. When the, when your mind is going crazy or getting pulled to the negative thoughts, like get out in nature, get out in the sun as much as you can, get centered in your heart space, meditate, play music, however you need to do it, salt baths. Whatever you need to do to keep your mind clear, to keep your vibration up, that's like the most important thing all of us could do. Because if everyone would do that, we would all be helping each other by everyone staying calm. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think like, um, you know, if we're not, a, I mean, obviously we are affected by our environment, but the more we can kind of like unplug from that and just like create our yeah. own well-being then it kind of like doesn't matter what's going on in front of you and I think that is the big soul lesson for us all is to like how can you find that peace like in the midst of chaos um and I love your suggestions for doing that because obviously nature and um, those kind of healing methods are super powerful so yeah um if someone wants to check out the site and come work with me or my business partner um she's a psychic medium she does energy healing. I do the quantum trance. I also do mentoring. And we have a shop also with like crystals and ritual candles and like our witchy sides come out in the shop. So I love your ritual candles. Those oh, ones. thank you. Yeah, I love those. So, and I'm running a special on the shop right now for my birthday, 25% off also. So it, that's on quantum priestess realm. Nice. So like, do you have a birthday wish for yourself this year? Things have been so crazy. No, I'm just going to have fun today. I loved that this landed up on today. I was like, what a great way to start my new year to do this. So I'm like, that's awesome. Well, I feel honored to be, you know, have you on the pod uh, during your birthday. I've actually had someone else do it too. And I was like, that's so, uh, I I feel honored to be a part of that. And, um, you know, I think I just turned 40 in July. Um, so that was like kind of a big birthday to have during COVID. And that like, we didn't really have, I feel like I got like a little bit of a short shrift on that one because (laughs) you can just redo it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
like the whole year gets to be an amazing year where you get to party and have fun. Um, but yeah, you know, like wish you an awesome birthday and you know, thank you. Voice be heard, and I think you know, COVID definitely has come up because I've been filming this podcast for about a year, so it's definitely come up like on many, many episodes. But I think we really like hit on some of the big issues around it, so I just like appreciate your truth and like having the courage to say it and all of those things. So, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Um, go check out Crystal Taylor, um, the Quantum Priestess, um, at quantumpriestessrealm.com. And then um, I hope everyone has an amazing day. I really appreciate everyone listening and watching. And come check me out. I just launched an energy medicine membership. So if you want to learn for yourself how to energy or increase your energy medicine skills for your practice, I'd love to come have you. It's a blend of energy medicine techniques and a little bit of like intuitive business coaching because I know for me, like you were saying, you know, to be able to like calm through the fear and not let your mind go crazy. uh, That's what I use energy medicine for. And that definitely. Yes, definitely. Definitely speeds up results when you can get your mind under control. And like you said, like live more in your heart chakra area. So that's definitely my wish for the world as we're going through this divine feminine revolution. And that's needed. Like, yeah, people need to be jumping on your energy group because. Yeah. And I really, I want it to be, you know, kind of like for the beginner all the way to the expert. Um, Cause I mean, energy medicine is something I've used first in my therapy practice and then my coaching practice to really help people get quick results. And like you were saying earlier with pharmaceuticals, like a lot of times something like Reiki or balancing your chakra, or like, like you said, even going out in nature can be even more effective than, you know, some of the more standard medications and hello, yeah. you'll have side effects. So, <laughs> that's so exactly. Weird. A lot of the people that I've worked with who have trauma, they're like, I've tried everything else. Like, I'll do whatever you tell me. And I'm like, okay, like, and then they get better, which is amazing. So sometimes we do have to hit that collective, like, oh shit moment. (laughs) Yeah. We get it all together. Um, But I'm so glad to have this conversation with you publicly and I love connecting with you. I'm glad you're on your mission. It sounds like I want to like get on that cloud and talk to my higher self. So you might be hearing from me soon. Yeah, we could totally do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank everyone for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.